Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. I am joined here with my fabulous friend, Dion Alexander. Insert cool fact about Dion. Mm -hmm. Period. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. And I I loved it. I'm here with the amazing, incredible... Hannah Fleming, who mm-hmm. was actually a guest star in a okay. Lifetime movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't find anything this week. So here's a picture of Hannah from her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another tennis picture of me? Yeah. Gosh. I, guess I didn't show it last time, so I thought you guys should see it. It's very cute. Thank you. It's a, it's a headshot worthy of being in a Lifetime movie. There you go. Wow. Well, there is, I believe there is an actress named Hannah Fleming. So I think that might be a little allusion to her. But more importantly, we have someone even more special than me here today. (laughs) Today, we have coming to us from Ozark, Missouri, Mm -hmm. the seventh place finisher of Survival Challenge 2018, a Tough Mudder champion. And don't let her young look fool you. She's a new grandma, Kathy Trantham. Yay! Hi, Kathy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I don't know if I'm a Tough Mudder champion. But it's so funny when you said tough when you said tough mother, I thought you were saying she's a tough mother. And I'm like, yes. She's a she's a tough mother. Yeah, we so uh Kathy started on a tribe with me and Dion um last summer and I mean I guess it's kind of feels like two summers ago now. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I have a very special bond with Kathy. (laughs) You do. we we ended up on a couple of tribes together. Um, initially, in our our original tribe, we split up into three pairs. Kathy was my my uh, sidekick. We went off to the Apeezy tribe together, being at the very bottom of the tribe, and we mm-hmm. were the only remaining pair at the end of that tribe. Yes, we yes they did. Four people and still managed to remain, even though on night one. We were ostracized and made to sleep alone at the top of the shelter. If you guys see us, Kathy and I are the smallest people in the world. Um, and we're expected to keep one another warm. So when I did meet Kathy's husband later, I reassured him that his burning was platonic. It was purely for warmth. And uh, she did definitely uh, protect me all night long and keep me safe. Oh, my gosh. I, I just and I so thought of it this week watching Survivor and the rain and I'm like oh. what a great segue. The very first thing that we hear from Karishma is I'm wet. I'm wet. Shit, <laughs> Sherlock. It's pouring down. Oh my god, such an epic moment. And I think we all just felt their pain in that moment. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful scene. From the nighttime to the daytime. That transition was so cool. It was such a cool transition, but we all know that that nighttime daytime lasts for 12 hours. Oh, it's never ending. Just laying, just waiting for the sun to rise, just hoping you could hear a bird start to chirp. Trying to guess what day it is. Thinking it's 3 a.m. when it's probably 11 o'clock at night. 
Oh. Longer okay. Before we get started, let's do some rapid fire questions. Yay! All right, Kathy, buckle up. Here come some rapid fire questions. You look All pretty right. nervous. <laughs> I am. I am. Oh. All right, go for it. All right, first question. How long have you been watching Survivor? I have been watching Survivor since 2001. So I started watching season two. When okay. It really aired. Um, and my husband had actually started watching season one during the summer. And I'm like, uh, he's like, you'd like the show. And I'm like, well, there's this naked guy running around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had little children at the time. Like, I don't this is appropriate. And then I started watching Australia and totally fell, totally fell in love with it. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I have a whole story about the end of of that when I decided I wanted to apply for the show. So I love it. So you've, you've applied several times, right? Yes. A long time ago. Yes. Who is your favorite survivor winner? Mm, um, quick, quick, quick. Yeah. But you know how bad you read there when we were trying to name all the survivor winners. <laughs> yeah. Kathy with her survivor <laughs> trivia is pretty, bad. pretty bad. Um, can you name one survivor winner? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Wendell. I liked Wendell. There's a lot of them. Um, ben. Yeah, I just I like everybody. Kathy, tell us if you find an idol, are you telling people about your idol, or are you keeping it a secret? Mm. I would keep it a secret for a long, long time. Love so, it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know mm -hmm. if you can keep it a secret. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> But we'll keep going. Let's keep going. Um, okay, your very first reward you can get on Survivor is your very first reward, tarp or flint? Tarp. Always tarp. All right. This one, Kathy, this one might be a, this next question might be a deep one. Are you ready? Sure. Yes. Okay. You are on a beauty brains brawn season. Which tribe are you put on? The beauty uh, tribe, the Alex. brains tribe, or the bronze tribe. I will be honest with everyone that I personally believe that Kathy fits into all three of them. I just want to see which one Kathy picks. Oh, thank mm -hmm. you. I'm glad you put me in the brain tribe. Oh. <laughs> I was like, let's take that one off the list. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. Um, gosh, I don't, I guess it depends where they need an older woman. No, oh, come you on. Choice. You know what? I'll pick for you. You are on the beauty tribe because when I first saw you, I was like, this woman is gorgeous. That's funny. I would have put her on the brains tribe from my first impression. <laughs> yeah, what was your first impression? Oh, were... so she, just... she was just looking at everybody in the eyes and smiling. She was playing from the mat, like before we could even speak to each other. All right, my last question, you're welcome, you're welcome. My last question for you is you go on the island of the idols. Who do you want advice from, Rob or Sandra? Um, hmm, probably Sandra, you know, she's, yeah, she's older and wiser like me. Well, it's funny because Rob and Sandra are like the same age, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. They just... I think the general consensus from all of us is we would all go to Sandra first. Oh, we don't even need a, a justification. It's Sandra. no. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, uh, Kathy. You survived our rapid fire questions. I, I, I feel better. I was getting a little sweaty there. <laughs> feel the heat. Yeah.
Yep, no, that was fine. That was fine. Thanks. Oh, good. I'm glad. And now, just ballpark, like from one to ten, how did you like this episode? Because for me, I'm I'm somewhere around the ten. This is a very, very good. Gosh, episode. I have been looking forward to talking to you guys about this episode. <laughs> well, I want to know uh, what Kathy's one to ten is. Um, nine point five. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's gonna have a lot of opinions. <laughs> So, no, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was, I thought it was great. It, there was a lot to take in, a lot to process. All right. So where do we begin? We already talked about the rain at the start of the episode. <laughs> we did. But there were some, there were some really interesting moments that still came out from that, that scene, like from that tribe, seeing them after the rain had hit, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. One of my takeaways was obviously we know how the tribal council went. We know who voted for who. But there was a moment in that first scene where Dean is like cuddled up on the back of Karishma and they're just like snuggled up in the shelter. And <laughs> it's, a lot of people would think that these two people are at odds. But the reality is everybody out there enjoys each other mm-hmm. enough to coexist. Um, probably more than we've seen in a lot of seasons. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting... Um, an overall cast, I'm seeing uh, quite a camaraderie like uh, Millennials versus Gen X. Mm-hmm. They are a very they are super cast, close, and they you know they turn up for each other quite a lot. And I have a feeling this cast is going to be similar because you see people like that like snuggling in camp, and you know they they voted for each other countless amounts of times. <laughs> that was just very telling for me. I really enjoyed seeing that scene. Yeah, and like. As you've been saying for several episodes, like the life moments happening are just incredible. Um, uh, can I jump to the life moment or like just like the the sure. personal dynamic that doesn't even have to do with strategy right now, but the moment when they're trying to start the fire on Vokai Beach, the new Vokai Beach? Yes. Um, Jamal is trying, trying, trying to start the fire, and Jack's like, let Kelly try it, let Kelly it try it. Is it the Lyra? That's the Lyra Beach, the Orange Tribe. Oh, do I have the... Lost. Ah, man, these people on their different, <laughs> these swap tribes. Okay, well... <laughs> okay, I tried, I tried to, like, say it really confidently, like, yeah, the Bokai okay. Beach. <laughs> me don't question me okay so okay so all right so so kelly finally has a chance that she's gonna try it because jack says kelly's really good at it let her do it and then jamal kelly doesn't even get to try it and jamal goes um actually i was gonna try it over here and kelly just has to get up and walk away did you guys feel that moment like i felt that moment like uh, yes the answer to that is yes but I also want to say how right into the episode, we get another villain edit of Jamal. And I'll, I know. We're back. <laughs> we're back with the villain. Okay, good. I but can he kind of redeemed it. himself by asking Gosh. Jack, you know, it's like, hey, you know, did I overstep? Or I can't remember how exactly. I know. It, so he, he did. kind of redeemed himself quickly. The plight of Jamal as the hero or the villain. Like, what is he? <laughs> he he is Jamal, and he doesn't have to be <laughs> under any label. He gets to be whatever he wants to be. But what I loved was that he was paired up against Kelly, who I've been coming, like, 
more and more a fan of over the I last know. episodes. So okay. to see them butt heads, I was like, <gasps> the four people voting together might happen. <laughs> Jamal and Jack back at the bottom. What I've been talking about for weeks, which you're convinced wasn't going to happen. Right. You know what? It didn't happen, but the result of what we would have happened still happened. Yeah. One of the yeah. first things I thought when I saw that is that the night they had just come through and how horrible it was, and they were grumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, yeah, so, and I feel like there was maybe more that we didn't actually see because. Absolutely. Um, and Kelly, I didn't know if like she just like extra feeling extra sensitive, and, and I was just wondering what more was going on. And I knew mm-hmm. I know that they were tired and wet, and we know how that feels. So don't we? Did Jamal? Jamal was on Vokai, right? He wasn't on the tribe where Chelsea started the fire a few. Right. Ago. Yeah. So they were both from the same tribe, and we had a very similar uh, experience. Um, where a female starts the fire, which That's we right. love. We love seeing we love it. Survivor because this season, more than any other season, we're seeing every person represented by themselves as an individual, which obviously we saw a wonderful speech about this at the end of the episode. But it's these moments that are really solidifying that. People aren't talking about it. They're proving it. And that's what I'm so, so loving this season because it's not just uh, talking the talk, it's walking the walk. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely seeing that this season. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so like Jamal during this segment is painted as a villain. And we hear how Nora like despises him and she wants him out. Well, um, that's after her as well. For I know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So like we're so we start out with this bad view of Jamal. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me this is a very random uh analogy, but here we go. When the movie Frozen was being <laughs> made, they I mean the the word is, the theory is that Elsa was written as a villain. Like she was supposed to be a bad guy, but once Let It Go, the song, if you haven't heard of it, was written <laughs> Disney decided to make her a hero. So I think that the Survivor editors are trying to edit Jamal as the villain, but we, you know what? It's not working. We're seeing him as a hero. Like, Hannah, you're seeing him as a hero. Let it go, Dion. Let it go. It's <laughs> <laughs> just because every week you're just like redeeming people with Jamal. And I'm just going, why? Like, I love him. I love him. And I did give him kudos last week. I, yes. I appreciate his, his place in this season as an individual. Absolutely. But that doesn't change the dynamic of how you talk to people or treat people. Um, so when you're seeing that edit of him this week, yeah, you drink your water. Um, Michaela in the background of Tribal Council. <laughs> no, I just think that, like, it's one thing to, like, redeem yourself, but you have to kind of, like, maintain that. And the person who's maintained that for me is Kelly. You know, at the start Seriously. of the season, she really kind of was rubbed the wrong way by someone rubbing her the wrong way. Literally. Um, Yep. And then she's now been able to kind of like find her footing where it's like, this is a situation where I'm better off removing myself from the situation or talking about it with one individual or as a group or just kind of like coming back. And when I am given the chance to make fire again, not saying, no, you know what? You told me you don't want me me to make fire. Like she definitely could have kind of put her neck up about that. But she came back, she did it. And she kind of just... 
I mean, we didn't even see an, a confessional about her being like, yeah, I made fire. Like, yeah, that's not her game. No. Her game is analyzing the game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, we, ha we have to talk about her confessional <laughs> after after they lost the immunity challenge. So we're jumping into the into the end of the episode. But something that we had seen is she'd expressed this is the last chance that she gets to play the idol. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for all of us questioning if it was only for three tribals or if it was three tribals that she went to, we got our answer, mm -hmm. which is it's her third tribal cancel. And you know what? We're lucky that she hesitated to take her first offer because if she had a yes. first offer, it would not have been active at this tribal council. Mm -hmm. um, so I, now that I'm thinking about it, we really should go earlier and talk about the Island of, of Idols. Yeah, so thinking about how she paused mm -hmm. and she got her further idol, I have something big about the Island of the Idols that I want to talk about. But before I talk about it, <laughs> Kathy, what are you thinking about the Island of the Idols? How do you feel about this whole thing? Are you enjoying this twist? What are your thoughts about this whole thing going on with Sandra and Rob and their giant mansion and Bust and Bust and Rob making the shelter? And Sandra getting her wristbands, which we'll talk about. Oh, I did read about that. What happened there with her? Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. At first, I was there are certain things I'm like, no. I don't mm -hmm. like it. I don't like how it's taken away from, from others being shown. Um, right. But I loved it, Janet going because she. It really did show that she was thinking through what it was that they were offering her. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I'm going to jump to something else. Were, was anybody else confused why Rob didn't come back with a counter offer? I thought that was kind of the whole. Point. That's exactly what I was going to jump into. So, so. She doesn't take the offer about this like risk game. And Rob is so happy. He said, you passed the test. Well, here's the problem. If that was the test, then why didn't she still get the reward? Okay, she so, passed it. <laughs> so here's my thoughts on it. I think that the reward this season is having the ability to get to the end of the game without advantages. Ooh. So when you're giving them this temptation that you're going to have this thing that's going to help you get to the end, like you shouldn't need it. You mm -hmm. shouldn't need to go into the other camp's campsite and take fire and risk your livelihood in this game. Like if you're mm -hmm. doing that, you're in a bad spot. You're pushing, fighting, biting. Like I feel like the tests are there to kind of be rejected because you've got you've got the tools or you're learning from it. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a weird backwards kind of way to like approach that because I can, I can see everybody at home like rolling their eyes. Like this is such a like warped like idea. But you know, <laughs> when, when Kelly didn't accept the offer, she kind of was on the fence. You know, Janet said, yeah. I'm not going to take the offer. Right. And that was like, we're glad you didn't take the offer because that's, that's right in this moment. Uh -huh. The people who have taken the offers in the past have risked their place in this game. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, that's, that's risky. You, sh you shouldn't be. 
hmm, how do I put this? You shouldn't be putting yourself out in order to further your game. You should be taking risks that you can take because you're in a good spot. And that's what the whole, well, that's what Boston Rob's whole lesson was, was the risk analysis. Am I right in saying like risk analysis or whatever? And he was approving her. He was saying to her, like, you just evaluated the what the risk would be for this reward and you have identified correctly that it's not worth it. Um, so, so yes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Can we, can we look back at the past weeks of the Island of Idols and say that they would have been better off not accepting the challenge? It I, has not turned out bad for anyone. It turned out bad for Elizabeth. Well, she lost. Shouldn't have taken that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she definitely shouldn't have done that. Like, and like that was stupid to accept that challenge. Um, but she got but, because it hasn't affected her long term. Exactly. Like it just like I don't think they are very fortunate that what the people have lost their vote, like Nora and Elizabeth, it didn't come back to bite them. And right. I think as we go farther into the game, if this keeps on being a trend, we're gonna see if someone loses their vote in the merge, like that's going to be awful mm-hmm. and i i'm almost convinced that like if vince had a if it had a still had a flame uh-huh. that would not have been a good option for him to take so mm-hmm. i'm in this frame of mind that they're being dealt temptations uh-huh. and that's what they are the temptations which yeah in, in the scheme of things you shouldn't be grasping you shouldn't be taking advantage of um, and we're seeing people being a little too eager. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like her not re- her being Janet, not receiving a reward for making the right decision mm-hmm. is because, like, we shouldn't have to be giving you something for making the correct decision. Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Everybody gets a participation like award? No, we don't. You know, we already got out here to play Survivor. This isn't Millennials versus Gen X. We don't need any partis- <laughs> participation was- trophies. So correct me if I'm wrong. I thought, though, that he was going to have a counter offer. Like, I know. Like, uh, hesitate. I thought that was, like, the point of what I she, read. She what may I have read. had some counter offers that we didn't see. I know, oh, I know. right. Why did they not show that? Right. Mm-hmm. But then, the same way, why do they not show us reward challenges that are actually taking place? Like, this is really bothering me this season. I know. Because we're about to get to the merge, and I think we've seen one reward challenge. And, like, it's merge time now. Like, we know that in the individual game, we very rarely get reward challenges because it's now an individual part of the game and they kind of tie it in to... Um, and if they do have a reward challenge, it's like three people get together in a group and everybody gets a reward. It's not individual like we got in the earlier seasons. So, and I, I honestly, it's the Island of Idols that's taking up the time in the episode where mm-hmm. we get a reward challenge. So mm-hmm. hence, we yeah. get the technical. And which I didn't want so much time on there spent right. on that anyway so and we're get, get to see more about the the people and learning more about the people right and, uh, see, the and their personalities that, they're so good this season their personalities but the um the thing that bothers me about not seeing the reward challenge is is that affects how you go into the next challenge that affects, right like if you want a reward that affects how you are able to mm-hmm. to compete in a challenge um, and like Dean said during tribal, he said, well, yeah, your original tribe, Vokai, you guys were winning everything. And he's, and that's 
brought their tribe closer together. And now we know, for those of us who have heard that there have been reward challenges, we know that Vokai is, was, was winning most of the immunity challenges and all of the reward challenge. So that brought them even closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question for Kathy. And I'm only going to say this because you brought up how you're an older woman. So I'm saying this uh, um, as an older woman, seeing Janet as an older woman, how do you feel about Janet? Like, do you, yeah, what are you thinking? I love her. And I think she has done such a great job of fitting in with everyone um, and not ostracizing herself. I Mm -hmm. mean, she said too, that she feels like she's in a great spot. I mean, that's what she told Robin Sandra. So, um, I don't, it's great. I'd love to see how she's, um, she's included in the strategy. Um, and she's, I mean, she's holding up as far as physically with the challenges. And I like that they're showing that she's analytical and Mm -hmm. she's just calm, cool and collective. And besides when she's crying, (laughs) you know, now that I was surprised. I I had to rewatch that when Mm -hmm. she said she's going to Island Idols. I'm like, was that like, you know, like a pretend, you know, like, oh, right, but it right. Was legit. Yeah, it was she, legit. She, she was really upset. I was so shocked, too. That that totally surprised me that, was the first that we time saw that. Instead of emotion from her, I think mm-hmm. that I can that was, that was mm-hmm. the first time I saw her um, look vulnerable, mm-hmm. look like something wasn't going her way, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a sentiment to say, like, you're halfway through this game, and this is the mm-hmm. first time we're seeing you. Like, you've been to tribal councils where you actually have the ability to get sent home. And mm-hmm. just because now you're concerned about what's going to be attached to you by going to the mm-hmm. Island of Idols, and that terrifies you, it just goes to show how good she has felt in the lead up to this moment. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she knew this was painting a target on her, and she did not want that target. She knew she was in a good spot, just like you've been saying. But hey, then on the and flip she side, let him know. I know, on the flip side, she was so happy to come back. And she's like, I don't have anything except for these babies. As Michaela said, we're going to see some tatas today. Oh, my God. And, and they did. We got a blur. But, you know, the guy on that boat, he definitely got a, a You know what? That was, that was my drop your buff moment. So I th- she literally dropped... Um, something so was that your drop your briefs moment yep that was i that like came drop out of nowhere i was drop your... <laughs> i can't yeah that was yep yep that that totally had me shocked but i loved it i loved it kathy would you do that on survivor no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. God. Oh, if you guys could see her face, her eyes were huge when she said that, no. That was the quickest response we've had from Kathy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, would no, you, Hannah? Oh. No comment. <laughs> She's like, hey, you know, you're living your best life. Who knows? What <laughs> the island stays on the island, except for what's televised. You know what? I say that, but then in, in the moment, I, who knows? You didn't think you would be spooning with me all night. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you just, sometimes you just do what you gotta do. I know. Yep. Survivor brings out the best in you. You know what I mean? Okay. Later. <laughs> Man. So speaking of touching at night, Ooh. Dan Uh-oh. cannot stop touching people at night. Who no. was he laying next to? Was that Missy? I couldn't. 
I think last, I think it was Missy who was explaining it because they were all asking her. Elizabeth was like, <laughs> and Missy's like, no, it was like this. And what a Tommy, great moment. Well, well I say poor like, Tommy, but kudos to M- Missy for being able to reenact that. <laughs> but they just had that good segment of, was it like this? No, it was like this. No, it was like that. Was like this? My goodness. He's um, not getting a good rap, is he? That poor dude. Oh. No. So that is one of the storylines. Kind of at the end of the episode, when I was taking notes, I quickly jotted down. I don't know if this is a weird spot to talk about it, but I jotted down storylines that we've been getting that have not paid off yet. And that okay. we're going into the merge next episode. There are several storylines that we are going to see payoff eventually. And the Dan touching people storyline, we just keep on getting snippets of it. And we're going to see that payoff soon. And I don't think it's going to look good for Dan. Yeah. because I don't think there's a happy ending at the end of that story. I don't think it's going to be like... Please don't use that phrase. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and then another storyline that we're getting that um, we did not get paid off this episode that I want to like talk about right now is how Tommy and Lauren are so close and they are the final two of my dreams I love them so much Lauren as everyone knows is my girl and we got the Tommy and Lauren snippet at the very first episode and Uh, Dion is freaking out right now he's giving me so many finger guns he is loving this we're psychic we have called so many different plays this season. Like, even though I was saying that, you know, Nora has to band with the other side and stuff like that, like, obviously it didn't work out that way, but the, the ultimate result of that move is what we got. We saw people who were at the bottom of things getting gut, and we saw a dynamic between Tommy and Lauren pay off that we haven't seen it since episode one, but we... We were reassured this episode that it's mm-hmm. a thing and that they're going to stick to each other. Uh, are they going to make it to the end, guys? Are they making it far? Well, our oh. girl clients broke up. What do you think, Kathy? How do you feel about now that we're going into a merge? It is a pretty, like, even Ooh. split. Like, we don't have Vokai in the massive numbers anymore. That, that, that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, so going into the merch, let me just uh, jump in with the numbers real quick. Okay. We have seven original Vokai. We do. And we have six original Lyro. Oh. Now, two of those Lyros being Dean and Karishma, who have told Vokai that they are done with Lyro. But that being said, I think there's a lot of fluidity. So now let's... So those are the numbers. Kathy, what are you thinking about all the things we just said? (laughs) I, it just, well, and then watching the previews for next week, um, just all the, I mean, Dean was already targeting Kelly and just boom, 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 boom. So, Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I thought was interesting was two different times. Well, at the very beginning of the episode when Lauren was very upset with Missy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but she felt betrayed. And then I don't know if you caught at the end of the challenge, Missy yep. and Lauren like, yes. hug, and Missy said something about like, that's how let's, you win. Let's win this game. Oh, oh yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm like, do they have a secret alliance or is Missy just, you know, Missy's very good. <sighs> and so I don't know if she's playing Lauren. So well, I don't know. It's, here's a lot the, of- um, 
the thing with Missy is this is what I was worried about. I was worried that she was going to get to the merge game and be targeted right away because she's mm-hmm. such a strong individual. Earlier in the episode, we did see Missy giving the uh, the the response to Lauren was no girls have left this game since mm-hmm. the swap. It's just been men that have been getting voted out. So she was reassuring her that she's good because the women need to stick together, which has kind of been the, uh, the story arc in this whole episode, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because you can argue that that's been a story arc in a lot of seasons, but really the only times we do see the women really stick together for an alliance is when they start off in a tribe of women. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't necessarily see the women get together based on um, we are women in a group of men and women. Um, some people will argue against that, but I just think when they stick through the season, it's because they started off in a female tribe. Right, and then it's like, is it really? Because Missy's also with her and Aaron. Correct. Um, very tight. I know. So it's like, who is she stringing along? Um, she is stringing along a lot of people. That's for sure. Guys, I... I am very torn on Missy. This is the episode where, like, yeah, Missy is amazing. We love Missy. But this is the episode where I was like, do I actually even like Missy? Am I rooting for her anymore? Part of me has to do with what you just said, Kathy, about how we're seeing her playing people. And if she backstabbed my girl Lauren, I will not get over it. Like, Missy, do not do this. And if Missy, she's already turned, you know why? You know what it comes down to, what I just realized? It's because she turned on my girl Chelsea. And like, I just like, like, I just, tribal. oh man. So like, yes, I could recognize that Missy's doing awesome. But part of me is just like, I'm just like ready for her to, to hurt me again. (laughs) I'm ready for her to get got. I'm ready for her to get voted out. Yeah. She was so perceptive, though, when, when uh, Tommy and Lauren came to her. You know, she is. She, she saw right through all of that. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we look at the dynamics of the merged tribe, the people who are reconnecting with people that they've played with mm-hmm. beforehand, all that kind of stuff, we have, you've got Kelly, you have Jamal, and you have Nora. Are they, and is there Janet and Janet? So those are the four people remaining on that tribe because we just saw Jack go and he was their mm-hmm. fifth person. So those four people already, that's such a weird combination. You've got Nora, Kelly, Janet, and Jamal. <laughs> it's like, are they really going to stick together? And no they're, way. They're only saving graces, uh, Tommy and Lauren, who are close. But who's close with Tommy and Lauren? I think Kelly is. You know, I think she was kind of close with them because mm-hmm. um, and Janet. Janet was close with Tommy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Nora's going to get in on that. And I don't think Jamal's going to get in on that. We got like a little snippet of Jamal and Tommy being close. I just, yeah, Tommy is just close with everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I actually think that Lauren's mm-hmm. got a team. And I think Tommy's got a team. And I think that's what's going to make them really strong getting to the end mm-hmm. because they're going to get their people to work together until they cut each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like then uh, we're going to find Missy Elizabeth. I mean, Elaine's still in this, guys. Yeah. She's still in there. And it's like, is she going to be able to pull people like Dean? I don't know. Like, is she? She was on the outs of stuff. 
but she's got she's butt hurt by Aaron. She's probably butt hurt by Dean. Like everybody's hurt by everyone because there's <laughs> feelings this season. So there are. Well, and how much of it is editing? How much has changed with the editing that's making us? I, oh, Kathy getting deep on us. <laughs> no, I, I, I like what you're saying because the thing is, you know, we have people this season not arguing people's viewpoints. Jamal came back after, after Kelly's speech at Tribal Council, which we will get into. He turned around and said, I, that was a wonderful speech and I agree with it wholeheartedly. However, I, that doesn't involve me. So it's like people this season are more willing to hear each other out, you know, be the, um, uh, give people the benefit of the doubt, be the devil's advocate, do all of that kind of stuff. But in the back of their mind, know what is propelling them further in their own game. That's what's so intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the people like Jack who got got because they possibly just weren't as they, they were open to being connected, but were they actually that well connected? Mm-hmm. Too protected. Like, you mean like too, not as vulnerable? Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily as vulnerable, but like we've seen Karishma open up and people know her circumstances. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jack open up to the camera crew. Mm-hmm. You know, did he sit there and tell everybody else, hey, you know, um, look, we probably, I, I did watch Ponderosa. I don't know if you guys have watched the No, I didn't yes. get to. Oh, it made okay. me love Jack even more. Yeah, he's so fantastic, and his view is getting voted out of the game. He's got the most amazing spirit. He has a fantastic um, outlook on it. Yeah, I'm very right. positive. And, and he expressed, he's like, I can't wait to be the person to greet them as they come back and say, mm-hmm. I know it sucks, but how amazing was that experience? Yeah, how Aww. cool that we got to and do this. He, he, I think he kind of wants to be the king of Ponderosa, have everybody <laughs> coming in, feed them, get them feeling good. And he said, he's like, I feel like this is my first time to be by myself and actually deal with the passing of my father that happened six years ago. So there's another side. Wow. Of it. We didn't get to see I know that's, show. yeah, we never saw that and heard that mm-hmm. on the show, did we? Mm-mm. Nope. And so like we had Elaine talk about her mother's passing, mm-hmm. you know, and last episode we talked about mm-hmm. all of these people in the game. So we've had people close to mm-hmm. them in their lives passing away. He comes under that category as well. And mm-hmm. I think that also just paints that picture of, why he's so grateful for the experience because he gets to have the experience. Mm-hmm. There are people that don't get to have this experience. And I think a fun fact is uh, Adam Klein actually applied to be on Blunt versus Water with his mother. Aww. And mm-hmm. they were in the running to actually compete. They didn't get on. He was considered for a future season. And it was, it was their dream. It was the dream mm-hmm. for the two of them to compete in this season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, in this show. Um, so we're seeing other people have these connections with family and Survivor just being uh, a cathartic experience, you know, separating yourself from the world, um, from the people you know, the people you don't know that are feeding you negative energy um, and just have that. And I just felt terrible for the kid going home, but it's clear that he needed to go home because of the kind of person that we saw him be on Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. dangerous later on in mm-hmm. this game. Sorry, that was uh, <laughs> We're just taking it in. We're just taking it in. It was, that, that is so right. And it, I'm trying to remember the quote exactly. Maybe you guys will, will be able to help me. That um, Andy Baker <laughs> says from Survival Challenge, do you know what quote I'm thinking of? Where he says, um, you may not win the game, but you get what you need from the game. Yeah. It and definitely mm-hmm. down that line. 
And I, I didn't even like think of that as a thing of his, but like when you say it, I'm like, yeah, that is so that is that's so such funny. an Andy Baker. <laughs> Our counselor afterwards. Huh? Oh well, dear. Well, then I have this question for you, Kathy. Out of your survival challenge experience, did you get what you needed out of it? Yes, um, it did bring up with me some old like insecurities that you know things I thought maybe I had gotten over mm-hmm. um, but that, that's probably the the I don't know negative part of it but as far as the rest and just the adventure and the fun and pushing myself and seeing mm-hmm. that I could actually survive the then most miserable night of my life um, and get as far as I did yeah mm-hmm. I felt good about it and so. I think I think it's worth highlighting you saying surviving the most miserable night of your life. Like I don't think any of us can argue that it wasn't. Like right. in terms of like living conditions, it was pretty bleak. Yeah. Um, I know I it, it crossed my mind of whether I could actually stay out here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's so funny. After I survived day one, I was like, "Leave me out here for thirty days. I've got this." <laughs> yeah. From like. <laughs> having made it like I made it one night I can do a hundred of these I know you're just like I did it (laughs) and so I think we're seeing that from the people in this game you know especially this season like you know Krishna sits there and goes I'm wet (laughs) and I think they're all like yeah and it's gonna happen again tomorrow and the next day so uh, I kept rewinding today when I was rewatching it because I was like, where's that other scene where with Dan, you know, the touching, I thought it was in the same. <laughs> and so I kept rewinding it and it was just cracking me up because she was like, I'm what? I'm what? I'm what? I'm what? <laughs> and you know, oh we, my we gosh. We didn't see anything else from Karishma this episode, but that, that was worth it. That the storyline of Karishma is definitely one of the most comedic things we've been seeing this season. <laughs> I have to, okay, I'm just, I want to put it out there. Uh-oh. Karishma made the merge. Nora <laughs> made the merge. Dan made the merge. Kelly made the merge. All of these people that really rubbed people the wrong way. The right. If that's my final four. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh wait, my goodness. Wait, did I miss it? I, Kelly rubbed somebody the wrong way at the beginning? Well, I mean, by being rubbed the wrong way, she was like, <laughs> literally, kind of like, well, she was kind of putting it out there, like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable, which definitely, I think people were either like, don't be so uncomfortable, it's, you're a bit of a stick in the mud. It was Just kind of, we saw her in a bad light. Okay. Just kind of, we saw, like, same with Elaine. I mean, how many of us were thinking Elaine would never make it to the merge because yeah, we Elaine saw her. Like, this is crazy. Somebody did say either on Twitter or Instagram that, like, Kelly, uh, oh, well, let, we need to talk about this. People are claiming that Kelly has made one of the biggest moves in Survivor history, if not the last couple seasons. People, people are on two sides of this. Some are saying it was a move that was unnecessary and not a good move. There are people saying that it was a necessary move. It was a great move for her game. And it's just put her in, it's painted her as a person this season that we can see returning for a future season, which is something I mentioned a couple episodes ago. I was like, I can see her being somebody that we remember for seasons to come. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into this move in this tribal. Kathy. Uh, Well, my drop your buff moment was actually after 
the episode when I was reading Dalton Ross's, you know, recap and saw that she actually did vote for Dean because somehow I missed, I missed yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah. wow. And, but she was her, um, she was a good actress. Um, yes, she is. She was acting so shocked. And so I thought, well, the only thing is like if Dean, which we see in the previews, automatically targets Kelly mm-hmm. previews for mm-hmm. next week. So I don't know, but. Uh, well, let's just quickly encompass risk. it. Yeah, so she had a, a, a moment of inspiration, as she called it. Where she that confessional in. was amazing. So good. Because you watched, you watched her eyes just flick. Uh-huh. Oh, just it was like, beautiful. And it was just like, she made... So I was confused first, first off, why is she giving Dean the idol and why is she not just playing it for him? Okay. And then it made sense. Yes. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, why would you risk giving someone else the idol and just hoping that they play it correctly? Mm -hmm. Obviously, if the votes are going on him, he has to play it for himself. Right, right. But the risk was that he could potentially vote her out. I mean, what's a bigger game move than voting out the person that gave you an idol? Whew. Like, that's such a big move. Mm -hmm. But she took that. She went to the person who she knows is on the outs who is the other name that's coming up at camp and said, well, Mm. I mean, if you're getting voted for and he plays an idol, say he's got an idol from his last camp, you're going home. She said that to Nora. Right. Which we didn't see, but we're assuming, she told us that this was going to happen. Correct. I mean, the moment that we saw her with Dean, she's like, I'm just going to get to the chase. That was probably the the full time that they had together. Mm -hmm. Here's an idol, use it on yourself. And then vote for Jack. Um, if if this is if she did tell him to vote for Jack, because she probably would have done what she did, um, which is uh, Jack or Jamal. But if it had have been Jamal, th- this would have been a completely different goodness. Well, okay. Could I jump in? Um, you know, go along with what you're saying about how she tells dean to vote for jack or jamal and then i originally was so confused of why did she need Nora's vote as well and i understand she's protecting her back if dean votes her out um i personally didn't think she needed that protection but you know she's analyzing the risk because she had that connection with dean and that she's giving dean the idol but i do appreciate the extra layer protection so i will say that um it was more against the other so the other people wouldn't know that she had the idol correct she doesn't yes yes and by getting nora to also vote for jack Mm -hmm. she gets this puts nora under the bus more so when they go back to tribal they're like who was the second vote for Jack? And Nora has to be like, it was me. And Nora is so bad at getting anything done in the game of Survivor that she will not be able to get herself out of that hole. Well, can, so, I, can I? Okay, go for it, Kathy. Well, when Jack was talking about trust and, he, and during travel camp, <laughs> and she said, I trust you, Nora. And she was so like, Thank you, Jack. And Nora got such a vicious edit this episode. Like, she had that moment with Jack where, you know, he's talking about, like, how he's going to obviously trust her more than him turning on her. And then she turns around and she's like, well, thank you. And then later on, we see Jamal do my drop your buff moment, which was okay. his idol. 
Because oh I just my I had my hand gosh. on the side of my face when Dean played it. And then um, then we had Kelly do the moment of uh, doing a shocked face. Nora instantly says, well, why didn't he play it last tribal? And Kelly's like, I don't know. And like, <laughs> then we have him go back. Jamal plays his idol. I'm covering my face. And he plays it for Nora. And I like, could not believe it. And not only that, she has the audacity to be like, oh, thank you. Are you playing that for me? Vote gets read. Jack gets sent home. She turns around to Jamal, puts her hand on his knee and says, <laughs> I'm sorry you wasted that on me. <laughs> and just, oh, like that whole, that whole thing was my drop your buff moment. The, the moment of Jamal using his idol, not for himself. Uh-huh. Sure. It could have, but that's the thing. They could have voted out Jamal. So mm-hmm. just the fact that he was willing to play it for her meant that he was vulnerable. It wasn't even going to be, but uh, it was just for me. I was just like, everything's <laughs> happening right now and I'm dying from excitement and, and uh, just all of the stuff, all of the stuff. I, okay, I want to be in the treehouse with Boss and Rob and Sandra so bad to watch this play out in real time. I'm so <laughs> That would Jealous. be so fun. Oh, but yeah, sorry. Vicious edit from Nora, where she just says these things, looks these people in the eyes, gets called out by Dean for wanting to vote at Jamal. Jamal questions her. Well, Jamal gets Jeff to question her. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? My mom texted me. She said, did you see Jeff impersonating Jamal with he his hand, hand movements? It was so funny. Jeff is a little sassy this season. Jeffrey. <laughs> can you tell her and then okay i it's, it is ringing a bell because he just he did it usually jeff doesn't just play along he's like now wait a second he just did it verbatim he asked her the question and she answered the damn question that jamal asked but jeff <laughs> asked so she answered and gosh i think hilarious. i think the way that she is playing is incredible because i love emotional players and you know what she's not an emotional player who? Nora? Nora? In the sense that she doesn't let the emotions okay. dictate her votes. Okay. She, she is an emotional person, but she didn't vote out Jamal. She voted out Jack. And I would say the reason why her emotions are not getting the votes is because she can't pull off a move to save her life. Oh. Well, I'm not even concerned about her pulling off a move. I'm concerned about her staying in the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, guys, are you ready to jump into the Girls Alliance discussion? That is the big thing. And um, so I've said before that I love listening to podcasts about Survivor, hence having one, with, <laughs> having one right now. Um, but I do not let myself listen to any before we record and I know that every single podcast out there about Survivor is going to talk about the whole thing about the girls alliance that was a huge part of this episode yeah. so I'm looking forward to us sharing what we think before hearing what other people think besides okay. our our group chat that we have with our little tribe mates we, we've been talking about it in the group chat people uh-huh. we've been getting our thoughts out there it's been that's what the beautiful thing about our group chat is is we can have these family arguments but at the end of the day we all love each other and it's been uh, quite the topic so who wants to start i was gonna say let me be the person to ask you two as women 
what your thoughts were on the, the conversation of a girl's alliance. Okay, so here's what I said. Okay, here we go. Yes, it was sexist to talk about a girl's alliance. And yes, he did have a point in bringing it up because there is a girl's somewhat inklings of a girl's alliance. We saw the footage of Nora bringing it up. We saw Janet say no, like this is not the time, but there's the rumblings of it happening. So yes, I believe that it's sexist. And yes, I believe he has a point. Now I'm going to call something that I'm going to say right now, fresh from the group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in our group chat, our friend Adam brought up a point that mm-hmm. I believe kind of sums it up. And I asked him if I could kind of summarize an argument he had. And he said that that mm-hmm. was fine. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the podcast. All right. So Adam said, and I have no idea how to impersonate Adam, but here's what he said. Adam says, like, Kelly is free to, like, talk about, you know, this being a sexist thing. But the the idea that the concept of an all-girls alliance is outrageous is is not a thing because all-girls alliance has been a thing in survivor strategy past. Now, if she is, now Adam says, if she is doing this whole monologue about you know, this is not okay to talk about like a woman's alliance in this way to throw Jamal off the scent that this might be a thing in the future. Like that is awesome because, you know, you need to like get the threat off of the, that happening in the future. So I hope that makes sense that all that being said that like, yes, this has been a thing in the past, but also like, why is this a thing? Like Kelly brought up, like, we don't talk about like, oh, there's an all man alliance, you know? Um, And you guys know that I'm all about girl power. Like, I am all about girl power. And so I'm just, like, having this, like, balance right now. So what are your guys' thoughts? Kathy, I'll let you go ahead. Well, I'm still processing the whole conversation, too, because one thing with what Adam said, if she was doing it to throw the throw them off the scent like that's awesome yeah and she obviously we can see her being a good actress um Mm -hmm. by her reaction later i don't know if that was really the point of what she why she was doing it um Mm -hmm. and i do love janet's response Mm -hmm. about humanizing people yes you know so yeah and i've got my own thoughts on just the whole males and females and friendships and how women and men are viewed and I can get on myself. <laughs> well, it's a whole different topic, but with this, yeah, but I think it's true. It's like, we don't talk about the men's men's alliances and, and, um, and how big of a threat they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something, yeah. And as Kelly said, there's a, we don't make it a big deal if there's three men at the end and how mm-hmm. often have we ever seen three women? One uh, world. Okay. I know you would know. So, um, well, it's very I'll, rare. I'll chime in with what, what I, because I did have a response to him in the group chat. And, and my response was, it, it's sexist, the idea to put four people together based purely on their yes. gender. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is unfortunate mm-hmm. because you've got someone in, in, the ca- in this case, Kelly, who is being summed up in a group of four people when we know by observing the show and watching the show that she doesn't have any kind of loyalty strictly to these women. 
Um, we actually haven't seen her express in any form that she cares to work strictly with the women. She said that she likes Dean a lot and she really mm -hmm. wants to work with him. She mm -hmm. said she trusts Jack, but she doesn't know if it's a smart move to go forward. And I think it's kind of discrediting her as an individual for making intelligent decisions on how to move forward in the game and saying that she would be so foolish as to just move forward with people based on their gender. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that's where the offence came in because she did say, I'm sorry, I'm very passionate about this because we don't question the idea of men coming together and voting together and they use it as this whole thing of we need to protect each other, we're all these bigger people. So they uh -huh. kind of justify it based mm -hmm. on uh, presence and stuff like that. Now, if I were to be on the island, you could compare me to someone like Colton Cumbie being with a group of oh. really <laughs> big guys on One World. And there was this question of is he going to stick with the men or is he going to work with the women because of his sexual orientation? And it's like... I feel like now that we're in this game, 39 seasons in, almost 20 years into this game, we're taking all of those prejudices and, and all those things that are um, deemed to be a reason for people to communicate and get along on a, on a world level, and we're getting to the real world level of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said. I, I, I broke it down quite... Um, uh, I was going to say put it point blank. I said, there are four white people on this tribe and there are three people of minorities. Does that mean we're just going to assume that the four white people are going to come together? Right. Exactly. exactly. And, and the, de the defense that I was met with was, you know, well, that's not what we've seen in the past. I would counteract that and say, well, we did have two seasons that were broken up by a racial divide. Right. <laughs> you know, Fiji didn't get to play out as a racial divide. But fun fact, for those of you who don't know, it started off with 19 people. It was supposed to have 20 people. One person pulled out of the game. It completely changed the setup of that season. It oh, was interesting. supposed to start off with four tribes. Um, but a Caucasian female dropped out of the game, which is why there was only four Caucasian people that season. The rest of them were of minorities. And we saw it, it just didn't, the dynamics didn't work as well because it wasn't built that way. However, Cook Islands was built around um, uh, the different um, racial breakdowns. And the funny thing is we didn't actually see the season play out by that racial divide. If anything, the only tribe that I can see working together was the Caucasian tribe. You know, was the Jonathan Penners, the Candace, the Adams, the Poverty. Like, they're <laughs> the only people that were really like, we need to protect each other because these other three races are coming together to kind of like do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's, we're not in that world anymore. We're not in that breakdown. And the only reason those people are thinking that way is purely about how the game began. They yeah. People and groupings. It wasn't yeah. to do with gender differences. It wasn't to do with racial divides. It wasn't to do with sexual orientation. And we can add ageism in there too. I mean, how often Absolutely. is that? Absolutely. You know, I, mm -hmm. since I became that, that's well, something I, I'm always like, oh, am I going to be targeted for being the older one? Or, right, and right. And you see it often on, on Survivor. But mm -hmm. I, would, I would say, again, it's when they are divided, millennials versus Gen X, mm -hmm. Vanuatu, you know, even Panama. You know, but the beautiful thing about Panama is we saw the final four being one person from each original tribe, you know, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing this season. Mm -hmm. People who are coming together based on what's best for their game as mm -hmm. individuals, not based on gender and things. And yes, you can call out the idea of a woman's alliance, but is it feasible? Does it have, you know, footing 
I, I'm going to say no, because we haven't seen that happen on this tribe. The other tribe, yes, but not this one. Mm-hmm. So I will say, like, just like I brought up earlier, how we have these storylines that have not paid off yet. I think this whole Women's Alliance theme storyline we've been getting, I think that in the merge, we're going to see something pay off with this. One way or another, we're going to see this pay off. Um, I think some other storylines that we're going to get, like looking ahead, I think looking ahead, we're going to see the Karishma and Dean on the outs storyline get paid off. We're going to see the Missy and Aaron are close. We're going to see um, the little inklings we got of Missy wants to take Tommy out storyline that we kind of got this. We're going to, I just feel like we have so much to look forward to in the merge. So kind of moving forward you know like what are you guys thinking about the merge let's like sum up like who are our power players going who do we think is going to make it who do we think are the wild cards and who might have no shot of winning this game if we want to talk about that let's just quickly do that because i know um i think dion's got to get to work soon so we got to get this going (laughs) yeah i uh sorry but um, my, my opinion on this, I'm standing by it. I think Janet's going to get to the end. I think Kelly's going to get to the end. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Lauren get to the end. I think we're going to see a final four or even five of women. Boom. I love it. That's my um, I need a I need a flow chart. Can we make that? <laughs> so, like, hey, Kathy, <laughs> who are you feeling has got it? Like, who are you rooting for? You can even do I that. Mean, like, Janet has really has really come up and for me, um, mm-hmm. and I I think she definitely has it to go. But but you know how it is. If people then they become targets, and everybody else sees that, so it's always yeah. And who's actually going to make it? Um, do you have a do you have a take on this, Hannah? On Janet? Or, oh, my power player? Okay, my girl is Lauren. I think she can do it. I think she has so much great self-awareness. She has the bonds. I am hoping and praying that she makes it to the end. Well, I I would love to break this down based on who do we think is going to be vulnerable moving into the merge. Right, okay. I I have two classes of players right now. Mm -hmm. I have a class of players that don't have to be concerned at the start of the merge. And I've, so for me, those are the people like your Janets, your Kellys. Like, even though Kelly's name's coming up, I'm not convinced people are going to take her out, be it mm-hmm. that this is, this is where the physical game really plays a big role in it. I think we're going to see people like, uh, we're going to see Aaron being targeted. We're going to mm-hmm. see Missy being targeted. We're going to see Tommy. Tommy being targeted. Um, I would even go as far as to say Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and this is where I think my day one edit of Dean being the Alec of the season where we see nothing of him very early on as that individual beast that needs to be taken out. I think we're going to start seeing that edit Mm. from him now. So I think all of those people are at risk, which leaves people like Lauren. Um, Elizabeth's probably at risk as well. mm. So I think Lauren, Elaine, Janet, Kelly. um, Karishma? A charisma. I really think it's going to be a pile. Like people, even Nora, you know, we're going to see these people get deep into the game because they're going to start going for the big players physically. 
Um, but it's just a matter of who's got the tighter bonds because I know that Missy's got some great bonds. Elizabeth's got some incredible bonds mm-hmm. that are so watered down that you don't even know they exist. Remember, she's tight with Dean. She wanted to save him and she got mm. Chelsea voted out. Elaine wanted to save Dean and got Chelsea voted out. So he's just the potential of what oh. these two girls mm-hmm. Let's not forget about Wow. That. Could you imagine? Elaine, Elaine saved Dean. If she goes back and says, they wanted you gone and I saved you. If Elizabeth backs her up, I think that there's the potential for the original Lyro, the Orange Tribe, the original Lyro to actually get some footing. We see the Vo- uh, Vokai Tribe start to dwindle. This is going to be an incredible second half season some some survivor seasons it's oh yeah yeah it's just gonna get better from here on out there's no way it could get boring this is going to be amazing all right so next week who's in trouble how many people in the preview did they throw out oh they like throw out like four people but you know when it comes down to the vote it's not going to be any of those people that's how survivor works so missy yeah, did they I don't, throw out Missy? They threw they out, did throw um, out Kelly. Missy. They threw out Kelly. I think they threw out Dean. Tom, Dean. I'm not sure. Remember. Was Tommy? Did some, one of you say Tommy's was, name was thrown? I, I really don't Tommy. remember. Okay. okay. I, yeah. But, fun fact, Jack is our first jury member at 14 people left in the game, which means there's going to be more people in the jury than we've seen in a very very long time Mm -hmm. Um, i think the last time we saw this was possibly cook islands we saw a couple pre second chances had a had a really big jury but that's they had a really big merge this is the first time we've seen someone not make the merge make the jury in a long time so this is kind of crazy very long time Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so i just think it's going to be interesting does that mean it's going to be a final three with a jury made up of 11 people Right. Do Sandra and Rob get a jury vote? That's been rumbling around. I know. I know. Just think about it. Um, we've got a lot to look forward to. Their jury vote. Oh, I hated that. Oh man. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Okay, so we've got a lot to look forward to. I cannot yeah. wait to talk about the merge and see what happens. Let's wrap it up so Dion can get to work. <laughs> Uh, yes, I need to go, but like this has been so much fun, and I was willing to push off all this stuff so I could talk about this episode because it was so incredible. So if you want to find us on Twitter, find us at Drop Your Buff Pod. You can find Dion at Dion Alexander. You can find me at Hannah Julia, and you can find Kathy at. Uh, she's just making a bunch um, of faces. You can find Dion or I. Uh, you can find Dion or I, and then search for Kathy. How about there that? Go. There you go. There you go. Um, it's been there. a it's been a pleasure having you, Kathy. Oh, thank you so much. It's been great fun. You are my survivor mom slash bestie, and oh, I just will. love having you in my life. And um, you will always forever be my survival challenge spinning buddy. I know we've got we've got the history, don't we? So thank you for joining us. You, oh, you're the best. All right, so we're gonna do a send off so that Dion's not late for work. So I've got nothing for you guys. Have a (laughs) have a great evening, everyone. Yes. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your 
buffs. Everybody drop your buffs. 